Welcome to Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. This episode... Corinne, I have to tell you something. What? And I'm a little nervous to tell you just because I feel like it might scare you. (sighs) Okay. Um, So I had a dream last night where... (laughs) So... You and I were FaceTiming and doing our podcast stuff like usual. And in the FaceTime behind you, I see a little girl appear. And so I take a Mm -hmm. screenshot of it and I'm like telling you, I'm like, this is weird, Corinne. Like there's something behind you and you look and there's nothing there. But then I go to look at the screenshot that I had taken and I see that the little girl kind of was blurry and transforming into something else. So I go back to the FaceTime. Yeah, that's so I, terrifying. So I go back to the FaceTime, and the thing behind you is like a really terrifying, creepy male figure. And then all of a sudden, the FaceTime cuts out, and you disappear. And like, I like, I'm trying to call you and try to reach you back, and you just won't. Like, I can't. You can't. You don't answer. And then I woke up, and um, yeah, it was a scary uh, dream. I feel like this is a premonition, and this is going to happen. Which wouldn't be too far off, but no, no, no. I do think it was just, I think it was just me taking all of our personal experiences in life of all of our technology issues and then like playing them up in my dream. Maybe. I hope so. We've just had too many things happen. I know. It's very possible that we would get haunted. Yeah. The ghost needs to give me back all the items that it's hidden from me. Ugh. Well, we're... We're here today. We hope to be here again next week. Oh, um, good news, though. What? That I got my DNA results back, so I'm actually not an alien. Yay! What are you if you're not an alien? I'm human, and there were no big surprises. It got me pretty much spot on with exactly what I already am, which is like Portuguese, French, English, German, Scottish, and Native American. But... Mm. I learned I'm 0.2% Italian. Welcome to the family. We're all a big Italian family here. New knowledge for me. So I immediately made a reservation at Olive Garden. And <laughs> I'm going to grow a mustache so I can go ba ba That is exactly what it means to be Italian. I learned how to make pasta, though, from scratch yesterday. So it was actually really good timing. I went over to a friend's house and she was making lasagna and she had the like made the dough and I think she used the eggs from her farm, fresh eggs oh and gosh. did the whole roller and everything. So I learned how to do that. You're really connecting with your roots. I know. Have you ever done any ancestry stuff? Hold on one second. Something's happening. Sabrina? Yeah, there's just like weird vibration stuff going on. I can't hear you at all. Really? Hello? You can't hear me? Oh, wait, I can now, but you got way quieter than you were before. That's weird. There was just, like, weird vibration stuff going on. What did you say? I asked, um, have you had any ancestry stuff happen? Um, Or stuff happen. (laughs) Have you ever done any ancestry (laughs) DNA kits? No, so I would love to do it because, I mean, my mom is 100% Italian, so I know that side. But my dad's dad, so my paternal grandfather, was very... Uh, secretive about his origins and where he was from like he would not tell anyone and so I'd be curious to find out interesting yeah maybe Uh, he's from the colony that lives in the center of the earth that would be cool or maybe he is an alien a spy or (gasps) oh I want to be a spy and I want to be an alien I'm having an identity crisis Corinne (laughs) well in this day and age there's a category for everyone so you can be whoever you want to be sabrina i just want to be paid to be a spy oh i actually just started watching a show called killing eve and it's about a female assassin and sandra oh is in it and she becomes a spy it's so cool spy kids will always be the best spy movie for me i love spy kids yeah clearly i loved it i named all three of my pets when I was younger, Alexa Vega, so. All three? <laughs> yeah, they were all Alex, Alexa, and Alexa Vega. Three That's different amazing. versions. There's so much noise happening outside of my house. 
Everybody's, it's springtime now. Everyone's doing spring cleaning. In a week, your weather changed from snow to spring, which is great. Literally. Oh, I can't wait. I'm leaving on Wednesday to go down to Florida with my parents and my grandparents. Sorry, Christian. Yay. He's in college. He can't come. <laughs> my brother. Um, But I cannot wait. My parents keep sending me. They're on their friend's boat going up from Miami to Fort Lauderdale right now, which is oh my where gosh. myself and my grandparents will meet them. And they keep sending it. My brother and I, these videos, these beautiful videos of the ocean and them yachting and going to like these like 420 tie dye t shirt parties and partying on the <laughs> ocean with all these other people. Oh my God, they're living the life. And I'm like, this is really nice for you, but this sucks for me being here right now and seeing How it. Cool for them. Very jealous. I feel like they're like, this is what retirement should be like. And then they'll, I mean, they're not retired right now, but. I can't help but think maybe that's something that this will spark something in them. And then in 10 years or so when they are retired, that's how they're going to spend their winters yachting around Florida with the manatees and the mermaids. Yeah. But you'll be there in a few days and you'll be living retired life for a week. Thank God. I'm most comfortable in retirement villages. I just really connect with all those people. (laughs) And I love playing shuffleboard. I am so good at shuffleboard. Have you, do you play the shuffleboard, like the, the one that's at the bars, you know, like the short, the small one? Oh yeah, I've played that, but I, I've also played the, the real shuffleboard. Yeah, that's that crap I like. Yeah. Everybody's outside in their skorts and their visors playing shuffleboard. I'm into it. Ugh, give me a good visor any day. I should ask Judy. Grandma, I know you listen to this podcast. Can you please pack me a visor? <laughs> you know where else you wear visors? Um, on vacation? Or? On vacation to amusement parks? Yes! Woo! Which is our topic? They answered it right. So going with our theme of being outdoors and doing summery things and activities and planning all of your vacations, mm-hmm. we are going to bring you some haunted amusement yes. parks. This is a little more family friendly. Uh debatable you haven't heard my story yet i haven't i actually have no idea i saw the name of your story and i have no idea i've never heard of that amusement park i hadn't before. either um what did you choose though um i chose six flags which one a lot of them <laughs> oh my gosh there are 19 parks across the u.s mexico and canada but there are over 19 ghosts in those parks Whoa. so i chose a few different locations that are more infamous for their not-so-alive visitors. So I'll just go through. I think I have five different parks. All right, okay. We're going to start out in Valencia, California. The town, not the Instagram filter. (laughs) There are three rides that have had deaths reported, like actual deaths reported. And then I went into this whole hole on Wikipedia and on the internet because they have all the different reports of all of the accidents and injuries that happen at these amusement parks. And I'm just like, literally. It is insane how many have happened. I remember when I was in high school, because I grew up near Six Flags in New Jersey. And I remember hearing a story of like someone who got their legs chopped off by a cable on a ride. And so every time I go on a ride, I'm like so cautious of if my legs and arms are dangling. Like I, I just feel like, yeah, it's scary. There are like when you're reading through those, that list like there are plenty that are the fault of the equipment and whatever but i would say the majority of them are people being stupid right it's horrible trying to like get out of their seat well right or just sticking their arms out being like we're trying to stand up yeah yeah that's why they have the warning keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times very serious you guys or you're gonna have a phantom limb I already have phantom cell phone vibrations in my back pocket all the time. I just had that right now. Oh, yeah. You did say that earlier before we started recording that your butt was vibrating. No, it was during the recording. Is my, am I losing my mind? I can't remember anything that we say anymore. <laughs> I think you are losing your mind. Oh, my God. I just really happened. am. I really am. This is concerning. Holy shit. This is... This is <laughs> what it looks like to take on too many tasks all at once i even when i was over at my friend's house making the lasagna her she's got two sons and the 11 year old i was telling him about the podcast 
And he was like, okay, so you do this. And he started listing out all of my jobs and all the things that I do. And he was like, how do you have time for all of that? And I was like, oh, shit, if an 11-year-old is asking me this, I should really recheck my life. And then I was like, well, I don't really have a social life. And he was like, okay, well, maybe you should think about readjusting some of the things that you have going on. And I was like, I didn't know I was going (laughs) to therapy. Wow. What a smart 11-year-old. Yeah, he was brilliant. (laughs) He's 11? Literally 60 years old. I shouldn't have said literally, I meant figuratively, (laughs) which I learned all about in the first season of a series of unfortunate events where they do that whole spiel on people saying literally Literally and figuratively. figuratively. And I was like, this is directed at me. Anyway, I was trying to talk about Six Flags. (laughs) Okay. There are three rides in the Valencia, California location that have had deaths reported. And all three rides are now hot spots, or shall I say cold spots? For paranormal activity. Ooh, definitely cold spots. The Colossus ride is a large wooden roller coaster, so that already sounds dangerous. In 1978, a 20-year-old woman fell to her death on the ride, and she had she had been locked into the lap bar. So she was like secured on to the ride. Right. But she was also overweight, which ultimately led to her becoming unsecured and falling out of the oh, sky no. onto the ground below. <gasps> Oh, that's so horrible. Yes. And while her death was tragic and horrible and awful and traumatizing for anyone who saw it and probably for her family, definitely for her family, her spirit has seemed to move on. So while this location has become known for paranormal activity, it's not actually her that's haunting it. There's another spirit. It's that of a young boy who's seen running underneath the roller coaster, and he frequents the area at night. He's wearing a striped shirt, so that's how you know that you're seeing the little boy. And he spooks Mm -hmm. the workers, and when he appears, people have reported that in that area, there's a very uneasy feeling throughout the air. It's sad that this little boy is bringing an uneasy feeling. Right. It's weird because you would think that, yeah, I don't know. Because that's usually associated with negative entities. I mean, someone did die there. So maybe it's not so much him. Maybe it's just the when he appears, maybe that residual energy also comes up of the tragic event that happened to that poor woman. Right. That's true. Plus also just spirits in general. I think when you're not prepared for it or if you're not like us into the paranormal, the feeling of something else being there is uneasy. Yeah. Very true. And a a lot of this is happening at night. So you're already kind of on edge. Right. And alert. Yes. At night. But also the sound of the roller coaster after it's put away and locked up for the night, the sound of the roller coaster being pulled up the track, you know, like the as you're (gasps) going up, that sound will come from that area and that ride, even though it's completely secured. So might he be taking this coaster for a joy ride after hours? Maybe. Probably. A phantom coaster. I love that. Another roller coaster at the Southern California location is called Revolution. In 1996, an employee was crossing the tracks and was suddenly struck by the oncoming coaster, which was full of riders. And it happened also oh in an gosh. area that was in front of the other park visitors who were waiting in line to get onto the ride. And they reported Jeez. that the woman was crushed and dragged and tossed to an area beneath the roller coaster. <gasps> And these horrible final moments were imprinted onto this location because people will still hear her scream and occasionally see her at night. And people have also reported the feeling of being watched when they're in this location, possibly by her. What a horrible accident. Just, yes, so many are horrible. And if you go to Wikipedia and start looking up all of these deaths, (laughs) it's just there's so many. Like, they don't get better. A park and an amusement park death is rarely calm and pretty, you know? Something horrible is going on. Yeah, there's all the mechanics and it's violent. So, if there's one thing that we should take away from this so far, it's that rides are not safe. And <laughs> like I said, if you look it up, you'll see all of the injuries and deaths and see just how frequently it seems to happen. So, it's best to skip the big rides. Do you do rides, Sabrina? I love rides. I don't so do rides. much. I love them so much. No. I have so many stories from amusement parks. It's insane. I once blacked out and fainted in line for a ride and everyone stood by and watched it happen and no one helped me. 
Well, all those people would be sent to Doll Island in my world. I love rides. I don't do rides. They scare me. I just stick to the funnel cake and the teacups. I do all of it. Give me it all. The giant pickles, cotton candy, the roller coasters. Oh my gosh. King to Cot, Six Flags. It's like the fastest and the highest roller coaster in the world. I'm not... I'm surprised that you do that knowing how many people get injured and die because to me, that's proof of how frequently it happens at how like how many parks it happens at. And I'm not willing to risk my life for 60 seconds of fun. Yeah, you could also look at your life. You could look at a lot of things that way. But why live your life that way? I, I mean, I get why people don't like rides, but I'd rather live life on the edge i'm hardcore if you do well if you're trying to be hardcore then go swim with sharks or do something actually cool not just sitting in a metal cage that's being thrown around the air i would swim with sharks okay so skip skip disney and go swim with sharks next time or i'll go to disney then swim with sharks then go skydiving okay well you have fun with that i will be (laughs) tending to my garden with all of my rescue dogs living a safe quiet (laughs) life amongst the dead (laughs) <laughs> okay la, 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 la. okay so we're still in southern california there's a roller coaster called goliath and back in june of 2001 a 28 year old woman died from a brain aneurysm on the ride which is just tragic oh my god and it's not the fault of anyone yeah. the brain aneurysms happen in there the scariest thing so i don't even want to talk about it because it's literally my biggest fear i think about it every time i have a headache God. This episode should be called Corinne's Greatest Fears. <laughs> Roller coasters and brain aneurysms and FaceTime. Yes. So after this woman died, this area started becoming filled with ghostly activity. People who visit this ride during the day seem to be in the clear. They don't really experience much, but the workers at night don't escape the paranormal activity as much as they <gasps> might try. And the area is filled with uneasiness similar to the area where the little boy in the striped shirt is. And when darkness falls, whoever haunts the location enjoys calling the security office. So the officers at night who are patrolling the area will get a call in their booth that is signaled to have been made from that area, from the ride. And when they answer it, it's just empty static. (gasps) And you know what? Oh, that's so eerie. There may be static, but that doesn't mean that there isn't someone or something listening on the other end right employees also seem to have the most amount of encounters of all people that are on the property which i guess is kind of a given because a lot of as we know a lot of spiritual activity happens at night and at night the parks are closed and it's just the employees and um, security and and maintenance plus they spend the most amount of time there whereas visitors are there what for one day maybe you have a season pass but the, the employees are there almost every day Right. And you're not looking at the same things that employees are looking at when you're a visitor. You're distracted and overstimulated by everything that's going on. So there is one employee, Kiana. She said that the entertainment, so the people in costumes and everything, sometimes have to do their costume changes in the Magic Magic Moments Theater. And there have been multiple instances where employees will freak out and report back to the office to say that they saw a ghost in the (gasps) theater. There are also rumors of a now deceased employee who loved her work so much that she still returns to the area where she worked and haunts it. Wow. And then employees also come in contact with a little boy who will appear underneath a tarp at Cyclone Bay and he tries to reach for his ball. And employees also say that even after they put away all of the basketballs, for some reason there will still on occasion be a basketball underneath this area where the little boy is seen it like somehow gets moved again he's playing and one time a security guard was in the area and he spotted the boy and he yelled at him and told him the park is closed like you need to leave but the boy didn't acknowledge him and so the guard was like oh this kid's ignoring me (laughs) so the guard walks up he squats down to be face to face with the boy and suddenly the boy just vanishes (gasps) and the security guard is confused he's not thinking he saw a ghost he's just like what is going on am i losing my mind So at that time, there was another game attendant who would normally work that area. Um, The game attendant was present. And so the guard turned to the game attendant and was like, "Um, what happened to that little boy? And the attendant was like, oh, yeah, there's a little ghost boy. He frequents this game. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine being face to face with someone and then all of a sudden they disappear? I mean, yes, it's happened to me. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. I was about to say nope, but then I was like, wait, no, it's definitely happened. Oh, that's so freaky. A few other areas include the tunnel at the cyclone, where phantom walking can be heard when nobody else is around. The Samurai Summit, which reportedly has Native Americans walking around. And the jet stream, where a gray man is spotted and sometimes tugs at people's hair. And then one more strange occurrence for Six Flags in Southern California is a UFO sighting. What? Yes, there was a UFO that was seen hovering over Santa Clarita and someone saw it from one of the rides. People saw it when they were up on like the tower of one of the rides. That's so crazy. I know. Okay. Moving on to the next location. Six Flags in New Jersey. <gasps> yes. This is like my home childhood. I went to this park so much. Actually, as my for my drivers, sorry, for my permit, like when you do your six hours with the driver, one of the things that we had to do is drive to Six Flags and back. Well, that's kind of fun. Did you st- like did you just drive to it or did you get to Yeah, we just had to drive to it and then go back home oh, that's kind of torture <laughs> it would be a little weird if me and my permit driver teacher went to six flags together <laughs> i don't know some of the driver's teachers mine like took me with her to go check out a motorcycle that she was looking to buy she basically just had me drive her on her errands that's so funny <laughs> okay but we know new jersey's no stranger to paranormal activity mm-hmm. there's a whole website called weird new jersey where we read half of our stories from. Yep. And on August 16th of 1981, a 20-year-old employee fell from the Rolling Thunder ride to his death. And then three years later, in May, on May 11th, 1984, eight teenagers were trapped inside the Haunted Castle attraction during what? a fire and they died. I never heard of that. That's so scary. It's horrible, horrible. Apparently, one of the for the fire, uh, one of the kids lit a lighter to try to see where they were going because it's in the haunted castle or whatever it's called um it's really really dark and when they lit their match it set fire to some foam and the entire like however many trailers were put together to create this just blew up oh my gosh okay it's not clear exactly who of these people so either the 20 year old employee who fell or the eight teenagers it's not clear who this story is about but one woman said that her and her boyfriend were at the park one day and they were waiting for their bus back to the parking lot and they were leaning on the plastic divider, you know, that separates like the moving cars from the people waiting. And her boyfriend kept glancing next to him and she was like, that's kind of weird. And then all of a sudden she noticed herself through the corner of her eye, a young white man, either in his late teens or early 20s, who had an auburn afro, red shirt, jeans, and black and white converse. And she asked her boyfriend if he could see someone standing next to her. And he said no, but that he thought that there was someone with the exact same description sitting next to him earlier. And that's why he kept glancing over. Oh. Very spooky. Yeah. Now, Atlanta, Georgia. We will find some spirits there as well. And the railroad in the park is believed to be haunted as visitors will see silent ghostly apparitions walk across the railroad bridge and clothing from the 1800s. The Crystal Pistol. Oh, I never said that out loud. I like the way it sounds. I really like the way that sounds. The Crystal Pistol Pistol Music Hall. That's also a really good name for someone's... uh, Porn star? Sure, but I was thinking more of a body part on men. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) we both thought sex. (laughs) (laughs) The Crystal Pistol Music Hall is haunted by an actor named Joe, and he was supposed to star in the opening number of the very first show that was playing at the crystal pistol music hall i'll just keep saying it because i like it i know and i keep but he never made it he never made it to his first performance because (gasps) he was in a car accident on his way to work but he still remains in the music hall today and can be seen standing at the edge of the balcony watching the performances and he can also be heard singing backstage and he's thought to move props because props will go missing and just reappear sometime later or sometimes be found outside of the music hall on the railroad tracks. And also orbs have been spotted and photographed inside the music hall as well. Wow. So he's still there. He's still there. He's still in Atlanta, Georgia in the Crystal Pistol Music Hall. (laughs) Also in the Georgia location, Atlanta location of Six Flags, there's a ghost of a little nine-year-old girl with blonde hair who's spotted in the parking lot. Apparently, she was struck and killed by a car in the early 70s. 
horrible. That is horrible. But what's sadder is that I don't think she realizes she's dead. (gasps) Oh, no, poor girl. And she's frantically looking for her mom. She'll run up to guests saying, mommy, mommy, please help me find my mommy. And the guests will think that she's a real life lost child and they'll try to help her. But as soon as they start walking, she doesn't make it more than a few steps and then she'll just disappear, which leaves the helpers extremely confused. Oh, my gosh, that poor child. And her spirit has appeared. I mean, she's it's it's not like a one time occurrence. Like she's appeared to many people. And there's even I believe there's a photograph of her. They captured her in a photo. I didn't look it up yet because I am scared. Wow. (laughs) The Georgia location is also home to a vintage carousel. It's over 100 years old, and it was originally located in Chicago at the Riverview Park. And a little boy had an accident at the park and was killed, but his spirit is now attached to the carousel. And even after the carousel was shipped from Chicago to Georgia, the little boy's spirit has remained, and the workers claim to see a little boy playing around it and riding the black horse on the carousel. It was his favorite horse. And the thing that's less scary is he doesn't just appear at night. People will see, well, maybe this is more scary because he, like daytime park visitors will see him playing, which it's almost, I mean, he's a little boy, so it's less scary, but there's something about seeing a spirit during the daytime that really freaks me out because it's like, you're never safe. There's never a moment where (laughs) you can relax. Ghosts are everywhere. We say this all the time. (laughs) There's probably one sitting next to you right now. No, don't say that. Based on my dream, it might be true. Sabrina. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm hanging my head in shame. I know you can't see it, but I am. Thanks. (laughs) Yet another location for Haunted Six Flags Park is in Arlington, Texas, is the ghost of a little girl named Annie who haunts the area. She's generally friendly, but also a bit of a prankster. And employees have reported that she will play with the lights in her room, turning them on and off. And you may be like, wait, what? Her room? She has a room? Yes, she has a room. And it's in the yellow house next to the Texas giant roller coaster. Oh, my God. She will also appear in Runaway Mountain. And then also on this location, just like the spirit of Joe from Georgia, this Texan park has a spirit who enjoys watching the shows from the balcony of the Zaragoza Theater. Hmm. All right, and then I saved my favorite. I shouldn't say favorite because like <laughs> they're all scary, and everyone does an equally good job haunting. I'm sorry, <laughs> everyone, but there's one particular story that I really, really liked from the St. Louis, Missouri Six Flags location. Okay. So I'll just go through all of their ghost stories. There is the spirit. Well, this one, <laughs> this spirit has like quite possibly the scariest nickname i've ever heard what is it his name is bob the pig man but despite his name he's he's not a pig man he's not a man that's a pig he is a pig farmer and he owned the property prior to the park being built and people will sometimes hear bob and hear his pigs in the back roads of the park oh now i get the nickname which is like the pig man uh, i just feel like you could think of so many better names than that i don't know why he's not just farmer bob but also he's kind of living out a dream life in the afterlife like he's just on these back roads like living in his property with all his little pig pets yep sounds like your dream me and bob would really get along (laughs) maybe even (laughs) marry each other i don't know wow you have so many ghost suitors corinne they don't know it yet it's because i have none in real life so i just (laughs) joke about all the ghosts that could have been like oh well i'll never find someone in this life because i was meant to be with the the big man (laughs) maybe they'll be reincarnated for you i'm sweating again i always sweat when we record or you're sweating because you're getting the hots from bob getting the hots All right. A pleasant and friendly woman is said to roam around the palace theater and the courtyard, and people were referring to her as Stella, which turns out is definitely not her name, (laughs) because while she's generally non-threatening and kind of has a pleasant demeanor, paranormal investigators have reported that she doesn't respond favorably when addressed by the name Stella. So whoever nicknamed her Stella really pissed her off because she's like, that's not my name. (laughs) She's over it. There's also an apparition of an angry man who's also seen in the exact same spots, so in the courtyard and by the palace theater. But he's he's angry, and she's generally oh. nice. So I wonder if something happened, if they're connected, 
can they see each other? What is happening? Over by the mine train roller coaster, the gates will open and close even without working power. And it's believed that there's a spirit of a female who controls that area. And she's very in tune with what people say about her. In fact, she's she's been known <laughs> to shut down a ride if people make her angry. So it's best to just be nice to her if you want to actually enjoy all that's offered at this location. Interesting. Yeah. So if people are mean, she's just like, you know what? You don't get to ride. <laughs> Which is kind of like you and your uh, natural selection. She's, I, I just think I was supposed to be in St. Louis, Missouri, and these are yeah. my ghost people. All um, these personalities I connect with. Sounds like it. And this is my favorite ghost. Ready? Yes. There is a little girl who spends her time between Thunder River and the Colossus Ferris Wheel. She appears more frequently at night, and she was even blamed for leaving muddy footprints near one of the rides back in 2009. And there are photos of these footprints. There are three barefoot child-sized footprints that were found in the asphalt, but no footprints were found in the surrounding mud. What? So... Each night after guests leave, they will pressure wash all of the asphalt and like walkways. Yeah. And so they were trying to figure out, they're like, well, maybe, maybe like a little kid or someone was in here after hours somehow. And they walked through the mud and onto the sidewalk. But there are only three footprints. So it wouldn't make sense that someone was just dropped down after hours in the park, created right. three footprints. And then there's also no marks in the mud. Because you could think like, well, maybe they were with someone and they had three footprints and then their parents picked them up. Right. But there's no marking in the mud. So that would be like if someone was with a child and the child was barefoot in the middle of the night, walking through the park, walks through mud, creates three little perfect footprints, Aww. is picked up by their parent. And then their parent goes back to the mud area and pats it down so that there's no footprint. That's just not realistic. You right. know? Yeah, that wouldn't happen. It was a ghost. It was her. <laughs> for all the for all the skeptics who are like, well, there's my explanation. It was a ghost. It was a ghost. She can also be heard laughing and running around in her little yellow dress with puffy white sleeves. Aww. And she really likes to play. And one guard even succeeded in playing with her. Actually, multiple guards have succeeded in playing with her. The guard heard laughter and tossed a coin into that direction. And not long after, she heard more giggling and the little girl threw the coin back. No way. Yes. The same guard also heard her call out, mommy, mommy, as she was walking through the courtyard, like addressing the oh, female guard as yeah. mommy. And then other security guards have succeeded in throwing coins in the area she she's known to frequent the area that's called the arbor which is just okay. like a bunch of i mean i haven't been there but i'm assuming it's a bunch of like twigs and branches and stuff so they'll throw the coin into that area and sometimes it's thrown back and someone one of the guards joked that she never throws back anything less than a 25 cent like an actual quarter because she's not cheap she knows the value. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, she's gotten a good way of uh, getting money from people. I know. Maybe she's just collecting all the small change. Like, well, they won't notice if I don't yeah. return a nickel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the story of the little girl is sometimes told to park guests. One such occasion happened um, when a woman and a few of her children were there, and they wanted to see the ghost of the little girl. And so they ran to the arbors and were trying to coax her out. And they spent 15 minutes trying to invite her to appear and to play, but they didn't have any luck. So they went about the rest of their day. They went over to another ride. And as they were getting off of the ride, the woman's blouse was tugged twice and a little giggle was heard. And oh a couple of her children, I think she had five children, a couple of her children actually saw the blouse being physically tugged down by an invisible force. No way. So the family wasn't overly spooked. They just took it as the little girl being like, no, I'm here. I'll play. Yeah, that's cute. I think it's sweet. Well, this is this is why she's my favorite. I'm going to tell you the final story. Okay. With why I love her so much. She is a bit of a hero <gasps> because she saved a baby. Oh, my God. No way. Yes. Oh, I already have chills right now. I could cry. A woman came to the park with two small children and she stopped in front of a ride and she had the stroller with her and she took her toddler out of the stroller but she left her younger baby in the stroller and in the moment that she was turned around she forgot to set the brake before anyone could do anything the stroller was rolling backwards down the hill 
just careening down oh my towards a railing and a curb. And nobody was positioned in an area to be able to get to the stroller in time. So everyone was preparing for the child to just be thrown oh. from the stroller and seriously injured. Right. And one of the staff members starts to yell. And as soon as they're about to be like, ah, oh, my gosh, the stroller suddenly makes a 90 degree turn and just stops. <gasps> and it's facing still. It's facing a bit downhill, but it's not rolling at all. Oh, my gosh. And everyone was very shocked and very confused and the staff leader tried to recreate the stroller turn with a bunch of different strollers but had no success so it's believed that the little girl stepped in right in the neck of time and saved the baby by turning the stroller and then holding it until someone could come grab it because it should have continued at the angle it was turned but it was still at an angle where it should have kept rolling oh my gosh she's amazing i just wish that baby could talk because maybe she'd be like there was a little girl that was staring at me and playing with me while (laughs) But we'll it was rolling know. down the hill. It's like her little guardian angel. I know. Wow. That's amazing. I wish every ghost was like that. Yeah, she's a sweet one. So I don't think any of the staff at Six Flags over in St. Louis is really itching to get rid of her. She sounds no. like a good one to have around. Totally. She saves from that Wikipedia page getting more injuries on it. She's helping out. Yeah, we don't want to add to that list. No. No, thank you. She's just so, the little girl is so sweet, so pure. There are so many spirits at Six Flags. I know. And there are so many different locations too. But I guess, I mean, it's a big, they're parks that have a lot of space, a lot of land, sometimes old, old rides. So I guess it makes sense. Spirits are everywhere. Spirits are everywhere. All right. It's time you tell me about this mysterious amusement park that I've never heard of what you chose to do well i chose to do an abandoned amusement park which is probably why you've never heard of it and abandoned amusement parks are just so creepy looking and remind me of the horror movie because it's just like rotty rotting equipment and rides and i think just the juxtaposition between amusement parks that are open where there are huge crowds and people are smiling and laughing and you know there's a ton going on in comparison to an abandoned amusement park and just like seeing that juxtaposition of emptiness is such an eerie feeling. When I think of an abandoned amusement park, I just think of a very overcast day with like a a man in a soggy, wet <laughs> bunny suit that's just slowly Ooh. going back and forth on the swings, making yep. a creaky noise. Yep, that's a good image in your head to have while I talk about this park. Okay. So I chose Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, which is in Mercer County, West Virginia. And like I said, it was once a thriving amusement park full of laughing children and families, but is now abandoned with rusting rides and lots of ghosts and a curse. So it has been abandoned since 1966 after the accidental death of two of its young patrons. And the land that the park was built on has a really dark history that goes all the way back to 1783. So in 1783, a European family attempted to settle on the land, but the land already belonged to a Native American tribe that they that didn't really like these invaders coming to the land. Uh, so Mitchell Clay, who was the father of this European family, he brought his three children to this land to build a new life and to build their farm. One day, Mitchell went out to hunt with some other settlers, and when he came back home, he found his youngest son, Bartley Clay, and his daughter, Tabitha, both brutally murdered from multiple and dead from multiple stab wounds, and they had been scalped. What? And his eldest son, Ezekiel, was missing. Oh. Yeah, so him and some other other settlers went to find Ezekiel, and turned out the Native... (gasps) Oh, no. The Native Americans had kidnapped him and burnt him at the stake. Oh my god. Yeah, it's oh. so horrid. I mean, just all all around a terrible terrible event. Then Oh my gosh. This is literally American horror story. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it could be. Roanoke American horror story has like half of this plot. Right. They should well, American horror story should do a haunted amusement park series. Hire me to write. So Mitchell Clay, obviously devastated and heartbroken after losing three of his children all in one day, enlisted the help of other settlers 
to help him seek out revenge. So he buried his children and then got his revenge by killing several of the Native Americans. And then the history is kind of quiet for for a few centuries. And then in the 1920s, a business businessman named Conley T. Snido purchased the land where the Clay family previously resided and developed it into an amusement park. And it sounds like a made-up name. Conley T. Snido. It's not clear if he knew what if he knew about the history of the land or or not, but yeah, it's a weird like ugh, you must not because that's like right. That's like opening up a daycare center in the Lizzie Borden house. Right. It doesn't make sense. Don't make something don't try to force happiness in a very sad area. I'm also now just picturing a daycare at Lizzie Borden's house. <laughs> now all I can think about is Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother forty wax when she saw I what know. she had done. She gave her father forty one or whatever. That's like the school that. motto for the daycare. Yeah, instead of saying the Pledge of Allegiance, they all Sing, Lizzie Borden, <laughs> gave her father 40 bucks when they saw what she had done. Oh, so creepy. So he opened the amusement park. He built a swing set, a Ferris wheel, opened the pond for swimming, and eventually built a dance hall. He had occasional Wild West shows, carnival rides, water rides, a racetrack, concession stands, and cabins for guests to stay in. So it became this really big popular yeah, it was a lot of land. It became a really popular summertime retreat for thousands of families. And um, it closed in 1966 after experiencing Ugh. two troubling children's deaths over the years. God damn it. Why did kids have to die? I'm mostly not like, I'm like, why do kids have to die? Because <laughs> I don't want them to die. But also, that sounded so fun. Like, that's an amusement park I can get behind. There's so much going on. Right. Attractions for everyone. You don't have to ride a ride just to have fun. You can go to all these shows. This is this is totally a Korean amusement park because the only rides were the swings and the Ferris wheel. Hell yes. Um, so it's believed. I'm that afraid the- of Ferris wheels too. <laughs> oh my gosh, Corinne, you're missing out on so much. They're too high. Uh, okay, so the curse seemed to linger over the amusement park, and according to local records, the park rides were responsible for a total of six deaths. So not just the two that are talked about most often. Wow. The first death. So did they hide them? Uh, no, it's not that they hid them. It's just that these two other ones were so prominently featured in the news. And okay. perhaps maybe, I don't know, I think like maybe their family, because I'll tell you about them, but then maybe it's like their family members were so adamant about closing the park because of their child's death. Whereas the other deaths may have been people without family and it was less which is sad and devastating, but maybe it was less publicized. Mm, Okay. So the first death was that of a young boy who drowned while swimming in the park's pond. So his mom had dropped him off in the morning, and when she came back to pick him up, he was nowhere to be found. And there were two different reports. One of them said that they searched the entire grounds and found him that night, but when they found him, he was dead floating in the pond. But another report said that they didn't find him for a few weeks. So I'm not sure. Either way, he drowned in the pond. And after that, the owners filled the pond with sand to prevent any further accidents. But death kept coming to the park. Mm -hmm. So another incident was a little girl was on the swings, which everyone knows, like, the swings that, like, rotate pretty fast. And she was on that. And there was a truck. It was a soda delivery truck that had accidentally backed into the path of the swings, killing this poor girl on impact. <gasps> oh, my God. Right? It's a, oh, such a freak accident. I literally thought it was going to be... Because whenever I go on those swings, it's one of the few rides that I actually do, I always think about how if I just fell off or if my chair let go, the trajectory that I, I would be, like, impaled on right like a wire fence so i thought that's what you were gonna say but no to be on the ride and just know you're about to slam into a truck oh yeah it's so sad and such a freak accident like like amusement park accidents r- remind me of final destination because there are some things that are just like so freakish that you could never create the the scenario in your mind and then it happens and it just blows your mind 
there was also a man who was said to have jumped from the top of the Ferris wheel. So I think that's an instance of a death that probably wasn't as well reported. Then in 1985, Gaylord White, who had worked at the park as a teenager, bought the park. And he tried to reopen it, but it just didn't have the same impact in the area and it failed to draw the same crowds. So after three years, he had to close the park again. And he was planning to resell it for residential purposes. But while he was cleaning (laughs) the land, he was shocked by what he found. He found numerous Native American burial sites and old Native American artifacts. The park was built upon a Native American burial ground. And no one knew. Holy. (laughs) So in 1988, the Marshall and Concord Colleges did a joint archaeological dig where they found 13 skeletons, mostly of young children. And they believed that that there may be as many as 3,000 bodies of Native Americans buried on the property. That's such a large number. And oh, shit. Sorry, I just tripped. Um, (laughs) And... And to just think that people were playing and having fun above all of these remains. Well, that's why, so it's believed that the Clay family, when they set up their farm on top of this burial site, the Native Americans were, felt very disrespected and kept warning them to leave. And because the Clay family wouldn't, that in addition to brutally murdering the children, they also put a curse on the land which is why they believe that there were so many deaths at the amusement park. Wow. But, you know, obviously I think that's difficult to verify. But we like to believe in things, so we believe in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaylord White, who still owns the land currently, says he can hear the swings creaking and see them swaying even though there's no wind to push them. <laughs> no! Yeah. And they're really rusty. Like, there are photos of them. And I just imagine the sound is like so spooky like ew i hate it <laughs> i hate it but i love it i know Ugh. but he also said that while he's walking around the area he can feel the presence of someone behind him and touching his shoulder or his arm and he said he saw an apparition of a young girl in a pink dress with ruffled sleeves so it's believed it's the girl who died on the swings so they're escorting him throughout the property Yeah. And his son, Gaylord White II, has also seen a little girl in a dress covered in blood. He said, (gasps) he said, as long as she looked at me, I couldn't move. Wow. I wonder if she places blame on whoever the current owner is. I don't know. I mean, there are some EVPs that people caught. And in one of them, it's, it sounds like a little girl who's saying, I'm on a swing. I want a swing. And it seems like she's a happy spirit. So maybe she isn't aware of how tragic her death was. And she just enjoys being on that land where, because amusement parks are honestly an ideal place to be if you're a ghost child. Right. It reminds me of um, however many episodes ago when we had read that listener story from Skylar and there's an amusement park that her like great 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 aunt or grandmother it haunts as a small child yeah remember i actually saw that on the list of um haunted amusement parks um okay so then there are also multiple other incidents of paranormal phenomena that have taken place on the abandoned park grounds so people catch orbs in their photographs they hear disembodied voices tribal chants unexplained sounds and then the carnival rides will move on their own they also have reported an eerie feeling of being watched or followed. People can have sudden panic attacks or heavy feelings of dread. The feeling of disembodied hands on their shoulders, being pushed or tapped by an unseen force, objects moving on their own, as well as the sight sighting of shadowy shapes lurking among the rides. Um, nope. There have been... Anything... Just the fact that there's chanting. Chanting to me, phantom chanting is the scariest thing ever. It's scary in the middle of the night and you know it's not coming from real Native Americans, but it's coming from their spirits. Even what was that movie about? Was it Into the Blue? Into the Blue? When I was in Aspen with my family, the room that I was staying in was above the uh, laundry room. 
and we were Nick and I were going to sleep one night and all of a sudden we start hearing this like it sounded like drums like tribal drums and we realized it was like all of our gloves and like ski stuff in the dryer and it was just like making this terrible terrifying noise oh my god that's (laughs) it was scary but what if it wasn't you don't know like in the moment before you figured it out it was really scary and okay i remember what movie i was trying to think of um it was called uh the blue lagoon oh i have never seen it it's brooke shields was in it i think she was honestly like 15 when she did the movie Hmm. even though there were nude scenes but it was one of my favorite movies and it was so scary. It's about these two kids who get, there's a plane crash and they're trapped on an island and they grow up on an island together. But there's something on the island and you'll hear like drums or chanting oh my in the background. And it's always kind of like, are they about to be caught? Are they about to be murdered by whatever is like an omen on this island that hasn't found them yet? Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. It's just an ominous sound, isn't it? Um, uh, people have also seen children-sized apparitions dashing back and forth on the land like kind of like running and hiding and people have also seen spectral ghosts of native americans walking around in the darkness Uh, multiple people have seen a full apparition of a male on the ferris wheel and it's believed to be the man who jumped out because he's said to be seen in the car that is facing the nine o'clock that is in the nine o'clock position. So on the upper left-hand side. And I think that's probably the, the car that the man jumped out of. Oh, that would make sense. Right. Because people have reported seeing shadowy figures sitting in one of the seats. And, uh, some people have even seen a ghostly apparition jumping from the top of the structure only to vanish. Oh, Oh no. This part really freaks me out. Okay, so the pond, which is now mostly drained, it's like very shallow waters. People have reported seeing shadowy figures swimming below the surface. Oh, no. Yeah, as well as like strange waves and ripples will occur when they see these figures. And some people who have like stepped into the pond have felt like something's trying to grab their ankles and pull them and hold them down. No, 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 no. I hate that. Isn't that scary? Oh, my God. That is my worst nightmare. I know. Uh, There have also been a ton of EVPs collected. So there's a woman named Polly Gear. She is of Mountaineer Ghosts. She has recorded a variety of chilling recordings. In one instance, there was a male voice which seemed to say, please leave. And then, yeah, she picked up the EVP of the girl saying, I want to swing or... It could have said, I'm on a swing. So it does sound like the little girl is happy in the afterlife. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, the park has been on many paranormal TV shows, including ABC's Scariest Places on Earth, Discovery Channel's Ghost Lab, Travel Channel's The Most Terrifying Places in America, and uh, the National Geographic Channel's The Watch. And in 2005, when Scariest Places on Earth was filming at the park, the crew refused to enter the premises at night because they claimed to hear the sound of chanting and drums, which is what we were just talking about, how eerie that would be. Yeah. Uh, they had a psychic in the crew who said, who refused to go onto the premises because she sensed that the spiritual energy was intimidatingly strong there. Um, in another mm-hmm. show, I think it was Ghost Lab, one of the crew members was inside an old ticket booth and went to go get out and was trapped there were no locks on any of the doors or windows but he could not get out (laughs) i can only imagine the panic yeah yeah so terrifying um and now people can go i'm pretty sure it still happens i'm not positive i couldn't find exact details but the park opens for ghostly tours every year from october 25th to october 31st for an event called Dark Carnival, and it features ghost tours and a haunted house. Um, and people, it's from 8 p.m. to midnight, and you have to bring a flashlight. And then you're taken around the area, and you get to like look at the Ferris wheel and the swing, the swings, and the pond, and all of that stuff. It's apparently very spooky. I, 
as scary as that sounds, like I would honestly love to do that. Because you're with a big group. I think because it ends at midnight and it starts at eight and it's not like I have to arrive at 1 a.m. Yeah. Well. It sounds better. Well, they actually, so if you don't want to do the tour, there was like a advertisement to do camping in the area around the park, which after last week's episode, I think we all know is probably not the best idea to not do. No, it's probably, I don't want to do that. Yeah, probably best to not do that. But yeah, that is Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, which is now abandoned. West Virginia, everyone who's in that area, now you know. There are so many, because actually when we were doing the research, I really wanted to do an amusement park that was like currently open, but it was hard to search for stuff like that because there's so many abandoned amusement parks, which I didn't realize. And there are so many just within the United States. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Disney and like, because they have a ton of ghost stories at Disney, but I just, I wanted to keep it magical. I know, because Disney is almost like we need an episode just for Disney. I know. It, yeah, there's so much to cover for that one. But I'll let you all think Disney's happy, the happiest place on earth for now. I actually have a listener story from someone who worked at Disney. No way. Wait, sorry. I said that he worked at Disney. He just had told me a story about Disney, but he worked at SeaWorld in San Diego. Okay, but even better. Another place to hear about. Cool. He says, hey, ladies, I'm Armando from San Diego, California. I used to work at SeaWorld down here during the graveyard shift, and I have a few stories from there that happened to me or to my coworkers while I was around them. First story, I was driving a tractor with a pressure washer trailer attached to it between the bay and the 4D theater to clean the pathway there. While driving the tractor, I heard my name clear as day in my ear as if someone was right next to me talking straight into my ear. However, the tractor only seats one person and I have to wear ear protection because the tractor makes a lot of noise. So the fact that he could hear it that loudly, oh my God. Clearly through the ear protection. Oh, that's freaky. Yeah. The next story involves the same area. In this one, I was cleaning the projection in the theater and I heard a bag drop in the auditorium down below. I ran downstairs to the auditorium to check it out, checked all of the seats in every doorway, but couldn't find a bag or anyone that could have been there, and I was completely alone. My third story is in the restroom right next to the theater. My coworker and I were getting ready to start cleaning the restroom, and I was unloading some supplies when my coworker opened the custodial custodian closet, and a mop stick flew out and hit her Oh my face. gosh. The mop stick didn't just slide out and hit her as they are always in the middle of the closet and in between shelves and there was and there was no one inside the closet to pull a prank on her oh my gosh so it sounds like it was forcefully thrown yeah the last story was in the turtle rescue aquarium which at the time of this incident happening it was the manatee exhibit so i was walking through the exhibit to open up the roll-up door for the gift shop that was attached to it from the inside I was walking through the exhibit by myself when I heard a devilish laugh out of nowhere. (gasps) I never walked through that exhibit alone ever since. I don't blame him. That's so scary. Uh -uh. He said, P.S. I was listening to episode eight. And when you mentioned how they used to use real bones for the set of the poltergeist because they were cheaper and easy to get, it reminded me of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland. All of the skeletons used to be made of real bones, but they all deteriorated except for one set. No way. Since then, they replaced all the bones for the fake ones except for that one set that didn't deteriorate. And the ones that are still real bones are the skull and crossbones at the top of the headboard. Ugh. So that was from Armando. I. It's crazy to me that places you re- use real human bones as like decoration. That just seems yeah, so disrespectful. So scary. And also like... Like we talked about this you, in the Paris catacombs of how the, there's hauntings because people were removed from their final burial place and then used as decoration. I think it's that's a little, it's eerie. Yeah. It is scary and I do agree that it's disrespectful. But also some people donate their bodies to science. Yeah, that's fine. And other people, like I myself don't care. Like when I'm dead, whatever. Cut me up, throw me, whatever, feed me to the pigs. I don't care. It's not my body. I'm not using it anymore. I'm trying to move the heck on. So 
Yeah, I would care. I, just... I would care. I, I would care in just the respect that this is the body that I've lived in and walked in for however many years I'll live. And then if I, I mean, I understand if you dedicate your body to science, sure. But if, if for some reason someone just finds your bones and is like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to put them up in a museum for everyone to look at. But it's not in the purpose of like, let's respect these people, this person who passed away. But like, let's just look at her bones in a different perspective. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we have very different views on that because I'm very like when I think of myself, I never think of my body. I think of myself very much as being a soul. And so I I just view my bodies as being these disposable vessels throughout my life. So it's like once I'm done with this, one, it's like a snake shedding its skin. Like I'm done moving on. Let's see what I get next. <laughs> I still I still I appreciate my body and the the fact that it gives you ability to have life. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't care about anyone putting up my bones. But like at the same time, I probably my spirit wouldn't be so happy if someone did something disgusting to my body. Again, no. Right. Yes. What I'm implying. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer crap. Yeah. Wait, my friend Sarah, who you know, because we spent Halloween with her. She was telling me all about Jeffrey Dahmer the other day because I think she just started to really get into like true crime and stuff uh-huh. like that. She was talking all about Jeffrey Dahmer and like blah, blah, blah. And he did all this and he's the worst serial killer to ever live. And I was like, have you ever heard about Ed Gein? And she was like, what? And she started looking it up and she was like, here I am thinking Jeff is the best and he's not. Nope, he's not. <laughs> yeah, man. There are people that are worse. There are some real. Dahmer was horrible, horrible, but there are there some. There are some real monsters. The same things that he did and more. Yeah. Okay. I have a listener story and I'm reading it in honor of you going on vacation this week. Wonderful. Because I just like to give you scary news today. As long as it's not about a plane flight, I'll be good. Okay. So this is from Anne. And the subject line is Haunted Vacation. Hey, Sabrina and Corinne. When I told my husband, Scott, about your podcast and then I wrote to you about some of my experiences, the first thing he said was, you told them about Ocracoke, right? But I forgot to. So here is my summer vacation ghost story. Five years ago, we went to Ocracoke Island, an island that is part of the Outer Banks in North Carolina. It's a three-hour ferry ride from the main island, from the mainland, and is a working fishing village and artist colony with gorgeous, natural, unbuilt on, unbuilt-on beaches. You have to stay in the tiny village since the beach is protected is a protected seashore. So that year, we stayed in an old house. It was built in 1823 and has changed very little over the years. It even came with its own graveyard, which isn't such a weird thing down here where the people used to bury their family on land nearby. I liked the idea of a graveyard since I'm a little morbid and I love the house even though it wasn't air-conditioned. It has lots of bedrooms because we always went with our friends and we both have kids, so lots of bedrooms and places to spread out. My husband and I were sleeping in a nice big upstairs bedroom with lots of windows on two different walls. This room overlooked the graveyard. It was hot, hotter than usual in Ocracoke in the summer. And on our first night in the room, we had all the windows open and had pulled the blinds up above the opening to catch all and any breeze that we could. We got into bed, turned out the light and heard rattle, rattle, rattle. I thought we had left a blind partially down and that it was rattling in the non-existent breeze. So Scott got up to check, but they were all pulled up. Back in bed, lights off. Rattle, rattle, rattle. This time, I thought he had missed something, so I got up and checked the windows, shook one of the blinds to see if it was the same sound, but it wasn't. Back to bed, lights off. Rattle, rattle, rattle. This time, I had it. I was hot and tired from the long trip, and I was getting a little more than cranky. So I jumped out of bed, ran to the window facing the graveyard, and hollered out into the night, get back in the graveyard where you belong. Back in bed, lights off, silence. (laughs) where you belong (laughs) (laughs) we didn't hear anything for the rest of the trip i did go to look at the small graveyard it was very old and surrounded by a rusty wrought iron fence only a few small headstones were still readable and all of them dated to the 1800s three of them in a row all had the same death date and a ship carved on the stone oh when i asked around on the island they said that those were probably from dying at sea fishing or hauling goods or people it made me it made me oh. wonder if the rattling was related to these men one quite young 
Maybe their spirits wanted to get back home. It made me wish I hadn't been so cranky and that I had been sweeter about asking them asking them to leave us alone. See you on the other side, Anne. Wow. Yeah. But maybe that means that they did make it home. Or a really sad thought is that it's someone else who from the family, like looking out the window, waiting for them to come home. Oh, all of that's so tragic. And it's just like if they died at sea, they were most likely dying at sea for the good of others. They were fishing or trying to make money or do whatever to for their family and yeah and to think that their village and so it's and then three of them you know like to lose all your family members is just so sad yeah wow yeah breaks my heart um the amount of death back then was just so crazy yeah it's just different types of death like i still think that we have as much death but i think back then it was less controllable yeah People are dying at sea and of the plague back then, right. and now people are dying from overdoses and cancer. Right, that's true. Guys, if you have stories, please email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. We love reading all your stories. They can be about anything. It can be about the time you thought it was a ghost, but it wasn't a ghost. <laughs> you thought it was a ghost, but it wasn't a ghost. <laughs> Or maybe the time you thought it was a ghost and it was a ghost. And then we love them all, all of the stories. Please rate and review us on iTunes. That's super, super important. We say it every time. We don't have to explain it. And then tell all of your friends and family and coworkers and everyone you know and care about that there's a really fun podcast with ghost stories and that would be ours. Yeah, it would mean a lot to us. And then we have social media. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. And we have a Facebook group you can join and people post their stories, their experiences. They post memes or funny BuzzFeed ghost quizzes. And then we have a Facebook page that you can like. And it's just kind of just because you like our podcast. And you can rate it on that page too. Yes. But iTunes is most important. Yes. And then we have lots (laughs) of fun things coming your way. So keep up with us on social media so you can find out about them. You don't want to miss out. Exactly. And we will see you on the other side.